Talk Radio. Some have accused DHS of not enforcing our nation's laws. This could not be further from the truth. The majority of all migrants encountered at the southwest border throughout this administration have been removed, returned, or expelled, a majority of them. But what about the ones who evade Border Patrol? These are known as the gotaways. The border crisis in Eagle Pass and Piedras Negras has worsened in recent weeks because the arrival of thousands of migrants has forced the closure of an international bridge to vehicles. We are doing everything we can within a broken system to incentivize non-citizens to use lawful pathways, to impose consequences on those who do not, and to reduce irregular migration. Mexican soldiers supervise migration route as illegals rush U.S. border. One of the huge caravans that crossed to Eagle Pass in the last days of December. The migrants showed us the GPS they obtained when leaving a shelter to find a distant location on the Rio Grande. With respect to your question about the December surge, that was certainly an extraordinarily high number of encounters. It coincides with a time when uh, Mexican enforcement was no longer implemented. Our own military, I mean, you see it all over the internet. Oh, we're gonna put the military on the border. I'm gonna explain it again. We've been there, we've shot the video, it's all over the news. The U.S. military is down there facilitating and running the open border and cutting down barbed wire that the Texas Guard put up and the state police put up. Does the Biden White House have any intention to tackle this crisis in any meaningful way in the lead up to the 2024 election? No, on the contrary, they are suing Ken Paxton, Greg Abbott in the state of Texas for Texas's attempts to put some buoys in the Rio Grande trying to secure Texas's territorial sovereignty against the Mexican drug cartels and, frankly, Hezbollah and some radical Islamic groups that control large swaths, operationally speaking, of the U.S.-Mexico border. So they're actually, not only are they not trying to mitigate the damage, they're actually throwing fuel right into the fire trying to make it worse. So let's just get that straight. Oh, there's liberal groups down there running things. Yeah, you think so? NGOs, non-governmental organizations. A group from Venezuela showed up on the doorstep here at the Red Cross recently. No one knew they were coming, and they claimed they were given the address here by agents with the Border Patrol. Immigrant aid agencies were contacted and helped them find a place to live. We talked to these asylum seekers who just got off the train. Everyone had heard that the United States is giving them a direct pass to cross the border. What happens now, if you're talking about all these different people that have penetrated, all these different uh, intelligence operatives, sleeper cells that have penetrated our southern border, what are the kind of extortion points, the pressure points that are used from within? This morning, we found out from none other than the New York Post that 1,900 migrants from Floyd Benefield are being transferred to James Madison High School tonight at 5 p.m. for an overnight stay due to inclement weather conditions. We warned about this. Floyd Benefield is susceptible to flooding, storms, winds, etc. It's not an acceptable place to house people, but neither are our public schools. Our schools are not migrant or homeless shelters. 
They're places of learning for our children paid for by our taxpayer dollars. Our children, our school community, our families should not have to bear the brunt of a migrant crisis. Is there nothing they won't cover up? Is there any depth, is there any low level that they won't stoop to as they go along with all of this? Uh, Joe Biden has done a remarkable job as president of the United States. Many of us in the Democratic Party want to make sure that we aren't helping fund traffickers, that we aren't uh, creating a humanitarian disaster. I'm saying, you know, I, I need more people in my district, but just for redistricting purposes. We have the effects of climate change, poverty, increasing level of authoritarianism, the very many challenges that are at the root cause of the displacement of people around the world. I mean, I mean, is there any crime a Democrat leader, a senator, a House member, a president, uh, an agency head. Is there any crime that you won't go along with? It's Thursday, January 11th, in the year of 2024. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning, filling in for the great Harrison Smith, who will be hosting The War Room this afternoon. He's been doing a great job this week. I love watching him on The War Room. Owen will be back next Monday. He is taking a week off to spend time with family this week. And obviously there have been quite a few new developments over the last several days. It's coming up on the end of the week. I can't believe how fast these weeks fly by. And I think they're going to continue to get faster and faster as we approach this election in the fall. It's going to be a crazy year. If we thought 2016 was crazy, if we thought 2020 was crazy, I think this is going to be the craziest of them all. You know, we had a caller call in earlier this week, and I can't remember the details of the call or what the topic was about, but Mike Johnson came up, the new Speaker of the House. And I expressed to the caller that I didn't trust the speaker, and he responded with the same sort of sentiment. And I don't even necessarily think that he's a bad guy. It's just that he's very clearly an establishment guy. And I know that McCarthy was a problematic speaker of the House, and I know that what Matt Gates did was really cool, and it showed the establishment how we can hold them accountable but it seems to me that we just replaced McCarthy with a little bit more of an agreeable version of McCarthy. I mean, the policies seem to be virtually the same. This just is a friendlier guy that's a little bit more likable. And I showed on the show weeks ago, right after he was put into the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives, an ad that he ran that featured the flag of Israel and like I said and like I've said a million times before I don't have an issue with people who support Israel Israel doesn't bother me as much as it bothers others I just don't want our politicians sponsoring and showing favoritism to any country other than our own is that too much to ask it makes me sick to see any other nation's flag fly it makes me sick to see members of our military holding up the Chinese flag when Xi Jinping visits, which it's my understanding is illegal. But that certainly took place. And not only did he run these 
ads featuring the flag of Israel and talking about always standing with Israel. Not only did the Biden administration, the clip you just saw there, have our own servicemen carry a flag of another nation. But now we have Speaker Johnson pledging to stand shoulder to shoulder for the defense of Taiwan. Do you have that clip ready, Dan? Go ahead and run it. Glad to have you here. My pleasure. Yes. Happy to be here. Yes, indeed. All right. So, so I just want to Mike Johnson meets with Taiwan representative to U.S. Alexander Yi. This is a very important issue for the entire world and certainly for us as well. Uh, we certainly want to help in the defense of Taiwan. It's very important to us. We want to deter the Chinese Communist Party and any military provocation. The U.S. Congress stands with our friends and stands for democracy and the principles that you all are trying to advance. Sure. We have an important relationship. We want to strengthen that. And your visit here is a good, strong show of support for that relationship. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, for your kind words. Uh, on behalf of the people and government of Taiwan, I'd like to express our deep appreciation to you, Mr. Speaker, and to the United States Congress for your long-standing bipartisan support and commitment to uh, uh, enhancing Taiwan's security to, uh, uh, with uh, safeguarding our democratic system and promoting uh, our bilateral economic partnership. Uh, the robust Taiwan-U.S. relationship is based, as you mentioned, on shared values such as freedom and democracy. And we look forward to continue working with you, Mr. Speaker, and the U.S. Congress to further strengthen our rock-solid friendship. Thank you, sir. We're grateful for that. Thank, thank you, you, sir. Thank you, Absolutely. Appreciate it. You want to visit? Thank you. Yes, now, sir. Thank rumors you. Rumors have been circulating that China may attempt to basically annex Taiwan this spring. Now, I know that Xi Jinping just met with the Biden administration in San Francisco, and outwardly, explicitly, the Xi Jinping administration has said that it doesn't plan on doing anything like that in the near future. But it's just the kind of thing that you say no matter whether or not you're going to do it. So it's hard to believe. I mean, the Japanese told us they weren't going to bomb Pearl Harbor and everything was going to be fine and they were going to continue peace talks. But that's what you do to have an element of surprise. You act like everything's okay. And it's just interesting to me to see representatives from Taiwan coming to visit with Speaker Johnson and if you'll recall, within a day or two of Speaker Johnson becoming the Speaker of the House, there was a very interesting phenomenon that I noticed. And it was Biden's Twitter and Speaker Johnson's speech all mentioning the importance of the Indo-Pacific partnerships, specifically regarding Australia and some others in the region. And I'm thinking to myself, why is it that these two leaders from opposite sides of the political spectrum are both using the term Indo-Pacific on the same day? I mean, it wasn't like the same event. It wasn't any sort of conference. There was just a speech from Speaker Johnson, and there were some tweets from Biden, and they both mentioned how important Indo-Pacific partnerships were. It's so bizarre, and it seems to me likely that this is coming up because there's some sort of conversation happening behind the scenes that it, the public is not aware of or privy to about the likelihood of a Chinese annexation of Taiwan like this year. And 
I can't think of a better time, strategically speaking, for China to do something like that because Russia obviously took advantage of this Biden regime, this Biden administration's dementia to be more aggressive in Ukraine after years of a pause over there. We've seen that Hamas attacked Israel after somewhat of a pause relative to the attacks on October 7th. And now we see this posturing of China about ready to annex Taiwan. It seems like now would be the best time to do it. Now would be a better time than any. They don't know what's going to happen in the fall. They don't know if Trump's going to be elected again or if it's going to be some leftist. And the United States is really crippled by all the aid that it's given our so-called allies. I mean, we've given millions upon millions of dollars. Billions even, I think, to Ukraine. And we're giving more to Israel constantly. And we're pumping money into these programs for the illegal immigrants. It was too expensive for us to actually fund the building of the wall or fund an increase in border patrol. It's too expensive to actually deal with these immigrants properly, but we have all the money in the world when it comes to transporting them all over the country, paying for their hotels, paying for their apartments, getting them integrated with programs that can help them find jobs, putting them in our high schools and making the kids stay at home and take the classes remotely like we covered yesterday. So we're spending all this money on our own invasion. We're spending all this money on the Ukraine invasion, and we're spending all this money on this conflict between Israel and Gaza, now is the best time for China to take Taiwan. We're divided politically. We're financially just wrecked. Our military is incredibly weak. You can tell just by the sort of desperate tone in the advertisements from our military to try to recruit new members. They're begging people who left the military because of the vaccine mandates to come back. It's embarrassing. So we've got the weakest military ever. We've got the weakest currency ever. We've got the weakest economy ever. If China's not going to do it now, when are they going to do it? We'll get more into the details in the next segment. In the meantime, make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and check out some of the amazing deals that we have going on right now. Now, they're only going to be going on for, I I believe, the remainder of the week. Make sure you check it out. Get the mega super sale up to 60% off free shipping and double Patriot points now at InfoWarsStore.com for some of our most popular products. I use several of these products every single day, and they have made a tremendous difference in my life. I highly recommend that you invest in yourself. InfoWarsStore.com. Please listen to me very carefully. If you don't have enough vitamin D3 in your body, which particularly happens in the winter months because sun and your skin produce vitamin D3 naturally, if you don't have enough vitamin D in your body, you will get viral infections and the viruses will replicate in your body. That's the number one cause of viral infection and viral replication and illness. Vitamin D3 is so incredibly important. We have the highest quality organic vitamin D3 back in stock, winter sun, for 40% off with free shipping and double Patriot points for the new year. So this 2024, do the right thing. Protect yourself, protect your family. Get winter sun at InfoWarsStore.com and then more importantly, take it. It's the highest quality 
Winter Sun, 40% off, free shipping, double Patriot points, InfoWarsStore.com. But whatever you do, get vitamin D3 organic and take it. Vitamin D3 is beyond critical. Get yours at InfoWarsStore.com today. Naturally sourced from the finest hemp plants in America. Rebel Zen offers the absolute finest quality CBD available and at the lowest prices. Extracted using a cold-pressed technique to retain the molecular integrity of the cannabinoids and terpenes within the plant, this full-spectrum formula ensures that your nervous system gets the full benefits of CBD. Premium quality organic CBD like Rebel Zen has been shown to naturally reduce anxiety, relieve pain, and decrease inflammation. People have reported a reduction in symptoms of insomnia, arthritis, seizures, chronic pain, and epilepsy. Several studies have shown it helps to reduce cortisol, increase serotonin, and boost vitality. Order yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Folks, I am Chase Geyser, your host today. We're diving into Mike Johnson and his support for Ukraine, his support for Israel, and his support for Taiwan. A lot of other countries coming up in the agenda for this new speaker. Not so much about America that I've gathered so far. And and like I said, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. He's probably a good guy, but he's obviously a neocon who believes in this sort of internationalist, globalist, American policy of policing the entire world and controlling the entire world. And that policy has repeatedly led to just increased suffering for the American people. This just came across the desk. Mike Johnson urges fellow Republicans to leave him alone on social media. Apparently, people are really tearing into him for some of these globalist items. House Speaker Mike Johnson, Republican Louisiana, called behind closed doors on Wednesday for his fellow Republicans to stop criticizing him and his budget negotiations on social media per two sources inside the room. With just days to avert a partial government shutdown, conservatives are slamming Johnson's top-line budget agreement with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, alleging it does not go far enough to include GOP priorities and cut spending. So yeah, I mean, this is neocon stuff. The neocons spend a ton of money and... We're never going to get anything cut. He's going to negotiate the same way McCarthy did. McCarthy was faced with basically an impossible problem. And just putting a new person sort of behind the problems, the problem doesn't necessarily make it less impossible or more possible to solve. So the Hill covers this the same way, saying Johnson risks the same fate as McCarthy with spending deal. It's, It's the same problem. There's no easy solution to it, so you have to be creative. You have to think differently. (laughs) Frankly, you have to represent the interests of the American people, I think. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm in a bubble. Maybe it's just me. But I think that Americans are sick and tired 
of seeing however many billions of dollars go to these nations that are very questionable nations with very questionable levels of so-called democracy. When every time you drive to work, if you live in any city with over 100,000 people living in it, you drive past a litter of homeless people passed out on sidewalks or people walking around on fentanyl. I can't tell you. Driving to work just yesterday, I saw at least three people just walking, talking to themselves in sort of a maniacal, manic state of mind. And when we have our own society, our own civilization, our own country crumbling right before our eyes, it just feels like betrayal to see so much money go somewhere else. I, I don't know why they're – are they just that sold out? Are they just that corrupt? Are they getting that much kickback? Is the military-industrial complex that sophisticated that we have to – I mean surely we could spend the same amount of money here somehow and have the same amount of corruption – I would much rather have our politicians getting kickback on services that are actually helping the American people than getting kickback on these foreign nations. I don't understand it. And they're all the same. I mean, Nikki Haley is like the female version of Elizabeth Warren. Excuse me, (laughs) the Republican version of Elizabeth Warren. She's like the female version of the Patriot Act. If the Patriot Act was a person, it would be Nikki Haley. I mean, we're talking the same exact stuff that's going on with Mike Johnson if she gets elected. Apparently, Christie ends his anti-Trump crusade. Christie ended his long-shot presidential campaign Wednesday in what could be a major boost to Nikki Haley's chances in New Hampshire, even as he pointedly declined to push the anti-Donald Trump movement toward her. And there's this hot mic story. We're going to run the clip here in a second. There's this hot mic incident of Chris Christie basically bashing Nikki Haley. And I want you to listen closely to this. I don't have an opinion yet, but I want you to listen closely because they're going to take calls at the end of the show today. I want to know if you think that this hot mic incident was actually a deliberate leak or whether it was a legitimate hot mic situation. Do you think that Christie knew that he was being recorded and it was going to be leaked? Or do you think that he was just legitimately taken off guard here? Let's go ahead and run the clip. don't want to hear it Wayne they don't want to hear it we know we're right but they don't want to hear it right and and there's you know we couldn't have been any clearer right we couldn't have been any more any more direct or worked any harder so you know yeah oh and you get she spent 68 million dollars yeah that's what you get yeah yeah I mean look she spent 68 million so far just on TV spent 68 million so far 59 million by DeSantis and we spent 12 I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment, you know? And she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. She hasn't even been. And she's still 20 points behind Trump in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And he's, gonna, he's still going to carry out, right? Yes. Oh, he's, I, t- you know, I talked to De- DeSantis called me. Yeah, so this is fascinating. I would, Notice how she spent $68 million on TV alone. And we have to think about television a little bit differently than we used to. There was a time in this country where everybody watched TV every night. I remember flipping channels. When a commercial would come on one channel, you'd flip to another one. Do you remember what it was like in the 90s or the early 2000s before DVR and all that? Do you remember what it was like to watch TV and you'd be watching three different movies at the same time? And when one cut to the commercial, you would just switch to the other movie. People used to do that. I, I, I just thought about that for the first time in probably a decade this week. 
And so the point I'm trying to make here is she's spending $68 million on TV alone. There's a very specific demographic that's watching TV. She's targeting older Republicans, older Republicans who can be charmed by a fairly good-looking conservative woman who comes off like a valedictorian. I can just see it now. I can see the, the, the audience that she's targeting, the conservative audience she's targeting that still believe that 9-11 was a fluke terrorist act perpetuated by or perpetrated by people who hate America just because of our freedom. And they're watching Nikki Haley and they're saying, boy, she's the whole package. She's pretty and she's smart. But she's spending, she's spending that money like crazy on TV because she's targeting a very specific branch of the Republican Party. And I don't have a problem with boomers and I don't have a problem with older conservatives. My parents are older conservatives. I understand you don't have time to dig through things and do the investigative journalism that Alex Jones does or to just scour through emails constantly to, to really realize what's going on if you're an average just sort of retiring person in the United States of America. And I've noticed this since I started working here. When I spend time with my family, I'm shocked by how little they know about what's going on. Because I'm in an environment where everybody's sort of on the same page here at InfoWars. The crew's brilliant. Jones obviously is brilliant. Harrison's genius. Owen's brilliant. We're all on the same page about what's going on. But it's because we focus on this stuff all day, in and out. And there's an entire base of the Republican Party, of the conservative party, that they just get their information from a mainstream news outlet like Fox or CNN or whatever. And they love Nikki Haley because she comes off like this valedictorian, conservative sort of pageant gal. She's got all the right answers to all the questions, but it's the same stuff that got us into this mess, folks. It's going to be wars overseas. It's going to be billions upon billions spent. It's going to be the decline of our freedoms, the erosion of our freedoms, just like it was under Bush, folks. We can't support this woman. More on the other side. Sleepless nights seem to be a lot more common these days with everything that's going on both at home and the world at large. If you are having trouble getting to that deep sleep we could all use more of, our new sleep support formula, Down and Out, is just the thing. It's our new, faster-absorbing liquid formula that is specifically designed to help you get the shut-eye you deserve. Formulated to improve upon our best-selling product, Knockout, with Down and Out, now the herbs and melatonin packed inside are extracted directly into the glycerin solution. So the ingredients are already dissolved into the formula before you even take it. One of the other sleep support herbs included is the passion flower, which was traditionally used by Native Americans like the Cherokees, who used it for its relaxing qualities. Be sure to take this product when you are completely ready for sleep, because you will be down and out. Selling out now at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning. The great Harrison Smith. I love 
Infowars. I love Infowars like sharks love blood. Now streaming on X, 500,000 viewers a day just on X alone. It's changing everything. So apparently Trump has suggested that he's decided on a vice president. Quote, I know who it's going to be. The former president at a town hall on Fox News on Wednesday suggested he has made up his mind on a running mate, but then he declined to provide details. Former President Donald J. Trump, the frontrunner in the Republican presidential primary, said on Wednesday that he knew who he would choose to be his running mate. I can't tell you that really, Mr. Trump said when asked about a potential vice president at a Fox News town hall in Des Moines. I mean, I know who it's going to be. And it's really interesting that he's already made up his mind because so many things can happen. So much can happen between now and the end of this primary. And one would think that there would be opportunities for certain individuals to really blow it over the next six months. And there would be opportunities for certain individuals to really come into the limelight and shine and be awesome. So the fact that he already knows who it's going to be is very interesting to me. Obviously, it's somebody that he knows. It's somebody who's been around for an extended period of time. And if he's already made the decision, that must mean that he's got a very specific agenda or role in mind for that person. Obviously, the vice president as an office is a role in and of itself. But the vice presidency can be used in different ways. It can be directed in different ways because it's sort of just sort of a ceremonious position. I mean, you're the president of the Senate and you... You vote when the vote is tied to split the vote, but vice president's a very sort of malleable position. And if we look at Trump's speeches and everything he's been saying and everything he's been going on about, he's been discussing, obviously, election integrity quite a bit lately. He's been discussing corruption quite a bit lately. And... A lot to do with these persecutions, these prosecutions, and this sort of insurrection claim that's being made against his supporters. And so I don't really know who comes to mind in the context of those major issues. Who would be a good vice president to deal with things like election integrity? Who would be a good vice president to deal with the sort of persecution stuff going on that we see? I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be a lawyer because most of his campaign issues are sort of litigious issues. Obviously, all politicians, everything they do is about legalese and legislation. But fascinating to me that he's already made the decision. I was surprised to see that news. When we take calls at the end of the show today, I want to hear from you and who you think it's going to be or who you think it should be. In other news, I'm going to jump right into this. Shock video, California jewelry store worker shoots masked marauders during an armed robbery. An armed employee sent gun-wielding thugs fleeing for their lives during an attempted robbery at a jewelry shop in California this week, according to reports. Let's go ahead and run this clip. This is clip one. Two guys creeping up really quick. So I was like, it's a robbery. Two armed men and 10 on robbing a jewelry store in Oakland's Fruitvale neighborhood got more than they bargained for when a worker opened fire at them. They told me, don't move or we'll shoot. So I started shooting at them because they had the gun pointed at me. They were shooting back. It was going back and forth for about like 20 seconds. It all happened at MSM Jewelry near 41st and International at about 10 Monday morning. 
The worker who didn't want his face shown says he saw this Toyota Camry pull up on the wrong side of the street right outside his shop. I draw my weapon. He says he fired the first shot from his 9mm handgun. He says the men then fired about 20 shots at him. One with a 40 caliber handgun with a drum magazine. The other had a 9mm with an extended magazine. These large capacity magazines are illegal. I ducked. Right, and then I waited to see him like kind of scrambling. The other guy was still shooting. Then I popped my head out and shot seven more. In their scramble to escape, one man left one of his shoes behind. The worker believes he shot this guy in the shoulder. The same man was also hit by his own getaway car driven by a third person. Oakland police took a report. Officers did not cite or arrest the worker. They said you did the right thing. They said you followed, you did everything right. They said, we're just going to take your guns. Till investigations on, but I have more. The shop is riddled with bullet holes on the walls, the floor, a mirror, and in a back room where the worker had some measure of protection. It is what it is. It happened. I just don't want them to come back. He had this message for the would-be robbers if they do return. If you come back again, trying to do the same thing, we're just going to defend ourselves. At this point, you have to. Anyone who recognizes these guys in the video or has information is asked to contact Oakland Police. In Oakland, Henry Lee, KTVU, Fox News. Yeah, as if they'll ever even catch those guys, even if they knew who they were. I believe I told the story on air before about how I re- found using Facebook ads some jewelry thieves in California, and I submitted all their contact information to the police. They never even followed up. And there's so many details about this story that are pertinent here. The first thing is an extended magazine in California is illegal. A drum magazine in California is illegal. So it proves that just because something's illegal doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. We always hear from the left that they want to increase gun regulation, increase firearm regulation. They want to put limits on magazine capacity and basically the aesthetics of rifles so they don't look like assault rifles, so they call them. And we know, we've been saying this from the right forever, that all it's going to do is it's going to keep these weapons out of the hands of law-abiding citizens, and the criminals are still going to have them. I remember when I moved to California, the first thing that I did, because I wanted to follow the laws, was I had to register my Glock 19, and I had to leave my default magazines behind, the magazines that came with the firearm, because they were too high capacity. Anything over 10 is illegal in California, or at least was at the time. And so I had to order from Glock on their website these 10-round magazines. And I remember getting them, and they're so dinky. I gave it to one of my friends here in Texas when I moved to Texas as a, as a gag gift. He thought it was hysterical to see a 10-round magazine for a Glock. And I'm just thinking about this. I was just trying to follow the law. I'm moving into an apartment with my new wife, and I've got this firearm, and I just I want to do everything right. I'm starting a life. I just want to do everything right, clean slate. And I disagree with the law, of course, I, and I disagreed with it then. I'd probably do something different now, like whatever I want, but I'm an example of somebody who followed the rules, and if I would have come up against a criminal who had an extended magazine, that would have been a disadvantage for me. I mean, obviously, in a one-on-one instance, it's it's relevant, sort of, but if you're shooting well, then it's less relevant. But the point is, Criminals are going to do whatever they want, whenever they want, always. And this is the importance of the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms and the right to have whatever gun you want. And frankly, I am very surprised when viewing this story 
that the store owner wasn't arrested. I mean, there are other stories that we've covered on this network of California homeowners defending their home with their firearm and then having their firearm taken away or being charged. It's amazing to me. And it's not just the issue of the firearm, the Second Amendment rights in California, but it's also the fact that it's just yet another symbol, another example of the decline of our civilization. This sort of stuff is just not supposed to happen. And I know that jewelry shops are often in bad neighborhoods and pawn shops are often in bad neighborhoods because people want to pawn their stuff for cash and maybe there's drug problems and stuff associated with it. I get it. You're always going to have good parts of town and bad parts of town, but I just... And, and maybe I'm being naive. You'll have to tell me. I just believe that there was a time in this country where being poor didn't mean the same thing as being a criminal. Where you could be poor and have some dignity rather than just doing crazy stuff like this. Risking your life to steal jewelry from a jewelry store? Come on. And of all the places that are going to be armed, it's going to be a jewelry store? What are these people thinking? No value for their own lives. No value for anyone else's life. Hates you, man, so much. Why do they care if you have guns? More on the other side, folks. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate, and we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man. But I'm not just a man. Just like you. No matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because... You're a bad person because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. And that's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Appropriate song for the flat earth conversation we had yesterday, spitting off the earth, the world of the earth. Welcome 
Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I'm Chase Kaiser from London today. So apparently, Whoopi Goldberg said something stupid again. View co-host Whoopi Goldberg says Trump would round up and disappear journalists and gay people. Let's see the clip. Let's just go straight into it. Clip seven. I'm here to say it's ours to lose. It is this country. This is what it's all about. Either you want it to work forward thinking, you want everybody to have the ability to say how they feel, what they want to move forward, or you don't. Or you want somebody who says, I'm going to be on day one, I'm going to be a dictator. Who says it to you, tells you, I'm going to put you people away. I'm going to take all the journalists. I'm going to take all the gay folks. I'm going to move you all around and disappear you. <laughs> if that's the country you want, you know who to vote for. Well, the if, that's not, if that's not the country you want, you have to make a decision. Well, that's what MAGA you know? wants, Debbie. That's what the still in a primary. It may be, they may like that, but the, I believe the people of the United <laughs> States will make themselves very clear. Yeah. Because people keep telling them what they're doing. The media keeps yeah. saying, this is what you're doing. I see you. I see that face you <laughs> From got. From your lips to God's face. Yeah. We'll be right back. Repeal 19. Repeal 19, folks. So the first thing that's interesting about that clip is right in the beginning, she says, if you want to live in a country where you can say whatever you want, she's supporting the administration that's in more trouble than any other administration for explicit, just brazen violations of First Amendment rights. If we're talking about regimes and entities, deep state entities within our government that systematically, intentionally, and explicitly requested for individuals and individual posts to be removed from social media platforms. This is an administration where the government goes in behind closed doors, communicates with these big tech platforms, and asks them to remove posts or individuals from these platforms. There's censorship right there. And Trump never said he was going to disappear gay people or journalists, ever. And frankly, if we want to talk about disappearing people, let's talk about the fact that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Let's talk about what happened to Seth Rich. Let's talk about what happened to the journalist Julian Assange. Let's talk about what happened to the, what is it, over 900 people now that have been convicted as a result of their behavior on January 6th of 2021 who have disappeared from their families' lives. 1,250? Wow. So I've seen more people disappear in the last four years than I think disappeared at all in the last four decades because of their political beliefs. You want to talk about disappearing journalists, Julian Assange, perfect example. Edward Snowden, perfect example. Where'd he go? Oh yeah, he's not here anymore. He had to escape to Moscow of all places, not friendly to journalists, but friendly to this one. You want to talk about disappearing gay people. How about the fact that the government knew that several medical products were spreading HIV and AIDS in the 80s and they let it roll for years? How about the fact that our government did hardly anything to address the AIDS issue for like 10 years? At all. You want to, I can't believe Whoopi Goldberg is talking to me about disappearing gay people and disappearing journalists and freedom of speech and an aversion to dictatorship. 
I mean, think about it. If she actually believes that Trump will declare himself dictator on day one and can declare himself dictator on day one, what does that say about the office of the president of the United States today? If whether or not we have a dictator is dependent on the personality and character of the individual in office. I purport that even the most ruthless, power-hungry person in our system run properly could not declare himself dictator as president of the United States. If you put Mussolini in as president of the United States of America, it should be impossible for him to make himself dictator. It is not legal in this country. It's impossible. And it's obvious that when Trump was giving that speech about being dictator for one day, he was speaking tongue-in-cheek. He was in jest. It was very, very clear to me. And he said a couple things about the Constitution that rubbed me the wrong way. I understand when people are sort of averse to some of the language that he uses sometimes. I understand when he might say something that makes you uncomfortable for a second because he's slipping or whatever. I get it. He's a bombastic person. He's going to say stupid stuff sometimes. That's off-putting. But the guy is not a dictator. And he didn't orchestrate any sort of an insurrection. And he didn't censor any journalists or gay people. Frankly, during his candidacy, the first time, he said on stage that he would put Hillary Clinton in jail if he was president. Remember? Because you'd be in jail. And he never did it. He never pressed any charges on him. Obviously, that was a mistake. I think what he was thinking was, you know what? That's not a gracious thing to do. I think when he finally got into office, he was just so happy to be there, relieved that he won the election in 2016, that he decided he was going to show mercy to his defeated political opponent. Mercy he should never have shown because we know that if you don't crush your enemy entirely in war, they do come back with a vengeance. If you don't eradicate every last ounce of your enemy, they come back to get you. And I think he, honestly, I think he showed mercy to the Clintons. They go way back. She was at his wedding. Yeah, she's corrupt. Yeah, she's evil. It was a hell of a campaign. It was really brutal. I'm just not going to push for this persecution, this prosecution of political opponents. It's a bad look for me. It's a bad look for the country. I'm not going to do it. And when he showed mercy to them, what did they do? But spy on him, come after him, accusing him of Russian collusion, a lie, accusing him of quid pro quo, a lie, something that Biden explicitly bragged about doing with Zelensky on video when he was vice president, when he threatened to withhold foreign aid to Ukraine unless they fired the prosecutor that was looking into Burisma while it was paying Hunter. And so he showed them mercy, let them live, and they came back with a vengeance. <laughs> you know, this is going to be a sort of niche example. But if you've ever watched Dragon Ball Z, and I know there's a listener out there that watched Dragon Ball Z, in the very first season, I believe that Goku shows Vegeta mercy at the end, and Vegeta makes one last dish. Nope, it's the Frieza saga. Goku shows Frieza mercy, gives him a little bit of energy so he can survive after this ridiculously long ep episodes after episode of fighting. And as soon as Frieza has his energy back, a little bit of energy, he attempts to kill Goku, who just saved his life. Anyway, that's what happens if you don't crush your enemy entirely. You can try to show mercy. You can try to take the noble path. But these people are evil. 
and that's not going to change just because they have some sort of sense of karma or duty to reciprocate any mercy that's been shown them. Yeah, here's the clip right here. They don't feel that way whatsoever. So the fact that Whoopi can go up there and sit down and act as if she's some sort of sage because she played the wisest person in Star Trek Next Generation or because the pottery scene in Ghost was so good. I just don't even understand it. You have Chippy Kimmel coming up on stage the other day talking about how if you don't have any expert, if you didn't graduate from college, you don't have any authority to talk about whether or not the vaccines are safe. As if that makes a difference in an argument, whether or not someone has credentials. Yet, you don't hear him criticizing Whoopi Goldberg because she doesn't have a degree in political science. We are surrounded by morons interpreting the world and shoveling their interpretation into our face. All over the place, all over all these shows where they sit around their tables and they're perfectly well lit and their $500 makeup and their $500 hair and they just gossip and they gossip and they don't accomplish anything. They just perpetuate their own worldviews. They're not challenged by anything, at least at InfoWars. We sit here and we look at every single point that the enemy is making. We read their articles. We watch their clips. We listen to what they have to say. We read the actual documents. Just like that famous part of the Tucker Carlson interview of Alex Jones. Tucker asked, do other people actually read these documents that you read? We're looking into it, folks. You're looking into it. Many of you listeners know way more than I do. These pundits here are the bane of our existence. So much like other things. They're just lying us, lying to us into a point. More on the other side, folks. If you ever take one piece of my advice, it's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. So many people have serious issues. Look at the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements, so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving Thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the info war, but I guarantee you, you take us for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link X2 back in stock at the end of 2023 at infowarstore.com. X2. Whoa, whoa, did you get that wow. video? She's blocking traffic. Do you have your ID? I do, but am I under, am I being detained? What do you need to do here at the airport? Calling police on American journalists. They're shutting the door on us here. Sir, why are you blocking the camera? I, no discussion. No discussion.
In our last report, we brought you the secret migrant facility at 1211 East Apache Street in Phoenix. When we stood outside the facility, the buses, seeing me, wouldn't even stop to pick up or drop off passengers for fear of having me report on what they were doing. So if you zoom in there, you can see the line of migrants at this welcome center waiting to be picked up by the bus. The bus comes on the hour. It's almost two o'clock. They're in a line coming out of the center. We're going to follow that bus all the way to the airport and interview the bus driver. So we decided to start following the bus that departed on the hour every hour from this location to Phoenix Sky Harbor. The first thing that happened to us was the bus stopped on the side of the road. The driver got out and started taking video of us. He's recording us. Do you have this? Should I get out and talk to him? Okay, let's go. Come on. Hi, sir. Hi. He's filming us. So we're following this bus. It says American Nation Tour on it, but the website's down, so we're going to try to figure out who's contracting them. Then, to our shock, the driver of the bus turned on his rear taillights and began to attempt to back into us, apparently trying to ram into our vehicle. He's backing up into you. Hey, that's my car. He's paying. Get it on video. Okay. I don't know what that was about. This guy's trying to threaten us right now. But we're journalists on assignment. We have that pesky First Amendment, right? You know, we could have this guy pulled over for reckless driving. Yes, we could. He's definitely driving recklessly. This guy almost backed up into us. What happened next was unbelievable. The bus began violently swerving across the interstate... In an attempt to evade us, it got on and off on-ramps at the last minute. We captured this one on video. Yeah, he's still trying to do this. Whoa! Whoa, did you get that on wow. video? Did you get that on video? Reckless driving. Get Whoa, it on video. reckless driving. Did you get that on video? Yeah. This, this, this bus driver is currently driving recklessly, trying to evade our ability to report on him dropping off the migrants at the airport trying to evade our journalism. We have a First Amendment right to film and ask questions. Here we go. In fact, the swerving and evasive maneuvering by the bus was so violent that we actually lost track of this particular bus. We went back to 1211 East Apache Street and followed the next bus on the hour. We decided to meet them at the airport and get out of the car before the bus arrived. But when the driver saw us do that, the bus refused to unload the migrants at the terminal because I was standing outside with my iPhone. She's trying to record me. Um, Ma'am, they're evading us. They won't let the immigrants off the bus. They won't let the migrants off the bus. She's blocking traffic. All right, let's get back in the car. They're not gonna let them off the buses? This woman was gonna let them off. But then she saw me, started filming me, and she keeps going. So standing outside, the bus sat at the terminal outside the door for several minutes before the driver called the Sky Harbor Police. Hi, she's on the phone. She is afraid to open the door of the bus. So we're gonna sit here and see what's, what's happening. A few minutes later. So this bus has been has been evading us for quite some time, pulling up first to the terminal prior 
now pulling up to this terminal. She's taking video of us, if you can zoom in on the phone there, and, and afraid to open the door and, and let the migrants out into the airport. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning, filling in for the great Harrison Smith. Biden appeared before a committee yesterday and apparently stormed out as MTG spoke. She was on Infowars yesterday, I believe, briefly with the great Alex Jones. Let's take a look at clip two here and see Hunter running from reporters. You're very dangerous. Biden, why did you put your dad on speakerphone with your business partners if he had no involvement in your business? Do you have a dad? Did he call you? Yes. Did he answer the phone? Yes. Okay. But why did you need to talk to him during business meetings if he had nothing to do with your business? So he says you're very dangerous. And one of the reasons you might say that is because I'm sure that his lawyer said, we're going to go out in the hallway. I'll handle the call. I honestly don't know what Hunter Biden could do at this point to redeem himself at all i mean he came out a couple of weeks ago saying that elon musk was dangerous and the new x platform under elon is disparaging his name (laughs) despite the fact that everything everybody says about him or shows about him is stuff that he recorded of himself on his own laptop that came out and i've heard of people getting cease and desist letters for criticizing him and publishing information or talking about the details of the laptop and the corruption. It's, it's obvious that the guy's a criminal, but just as like a moral exercise, how would one graciously handle his situation from, from this point forward? Everything happened on the laptop, all the hookers and the crack and the cocaine and the drug problems and the child abuse and the corrupt business dealings and just the embarrassing footage. Hours upon hours of it. Jack Maxey told me, I think that there was over 40 hours of pornography on his, on his laptop. And this was before he was even done going through it. I think it was 40 hours is what he said, if I remember correctly. It's one full work week of just watching porn. Make sure you clock out. <laughs> so, hypothetically speaking, all we know about him, how could he possibly respond graciously? I mean, should he just come out and say... I engaged in some behavior that was criminal because of my drug problem and I'm absolutely humiliated about it and ashamed of it and I admit to everything. Should he go to these hearings and just concede when he gets drilled time and time again? I don't know what the answer is. I don't, maybe it's impossible to sort of respond graciously to this sort of news coming out. I want to show clip three too just to see what happens as he storms out of this committee hearing room. This is a different clip, right? Let's run clip three. Gentlemen, time's expired. Chair, recognize Ms. Green from Georgia for five minutes. Oh, 
as soon as she goes up. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Excuse me, Hunter. Apparently, you're afraid of my words. And he would have stayed if it was somebody else. He waited until he heard who was next. Oh. I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. Wow. Wow, that's too bad. Just one more time on that clip. I got to see the look on his face. One more time. It happened so fast. Let's pay attention to this. You can run it again. Gentlemen, time's expired. Chair, recognize Ms. Green from Georgia for five minutes. Tap and walk. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh, Apparently, you're afraid button. of my words. All the body language is so wow. fast. Wow. <laughs> oh. I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. And, you know, these committee hearings, they're cute. They're really, really good for campaign promotions where you can cut sort of compilation or highlight reels of all the awesome things you said while you were on the committee. And I'm not criticizing MTG or any of these other members directly. I'm just saying generally speaking, when has a committee hearing actually resulted in the imprisonment of anyone? Has there ever been an instance where there's been committee hearings and people have actually gone to prison for the crimes that they committed? It seems to me that the crimes Hunter Biden committed – basically span the entire spectrum of crime to just sort of regular street crime all the way to the most sophisticated white collar crime all the way to political crime and bribery and frankly treason i mean you want to talk about insurrection we saw this debate last weekend where we were arguing about whether or not january 6th was a planned insurrection that is the Intentional, violent overthrow of an existing government. That's what an insurrection is, right? Or an overthrow of an existing government. And it seems to me that everything Hunter Biden has done, if you actually look at it and study it, read the emails, read the text exchanges, watch the videos if you can stomach it. Everything that he has done, I can't think of a single January 6th protester who did something more inappropriate than the litany of things that Hunter Biden has done. And I know the left always says he's not running for president. He's not the politician. The left always loves to say that it's like a straw man argument. We're attacking the wrong guy. But that's such a bad counterpoint because – All the corruption that he was engaged in was because his father was vice president. He even admitted in an interview that he would not have been on the board of Burisma had he not been the son of Joe Biden while Joe Biden was vice president of the United States of America. They were working together. They were conspiring together. You want to talk about conspiracy. They conspired together to rob us, not just you, not just me, but us, the American people. They robbed us, man. See this other clip that Cruz mentioned it to me of a reporter asking Hunter about leaving the, about leaving the courtroom. Let's watch it. Please, I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement. Okay? What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? What kind of crack do you normally smoke? Are there different kinds of crack? I mean, obviously, there's different kinds of marijuana. Or was he just trying to rub it in his face that everybody knows you're a crackhead? They just want to know if he was mixing it with cheese or if he was mixing yeah. it with baking soda, like what variety of, uh, of substance he was cutting it with, I think, probably. Yeah. I remember that interview of him saying that he was so desperate for crack at times that he would literally scour the rug for any bit of crack that he could possibly find. 
I mean, obviously, this is a sick person. I, I do feel bad for him, human being to human being, for having Joe Biden as a dad and <laughs> what he's had to go through and all of his addiction problems. But in my opinion, this is clearly an example of someone who was already evil and got involved in bad things, not somebody who got involved in bad things that then made him do evil things he wouldn't normally do. It seems to me that there is just a deep-rooted sickness in this man. And you can see the decline, even if you look at the photographs. There's that famous photograph of Joe, Obama, and Hunter. I think they're at a basketball game. It looks at least like they're at a basketball game. And how much better Hunter looks. I mean, it's just 10 years ago. He looks so much better in that image than he does now. And we just we saw him on the balcony of the White House tweaking out. And we saw the look on Jill Biden's face as she sort of signaled to Joe that Hunter was obviously high. This is right around the time that they found all that cocaine in the White House. Nobody prosecuted, of course. But this is somebody who is a member of the political class and has not really faced any repercussions for his actions because of his membership in the political class in the club that we're not a part of. While 1,250 so-called insurrectionists are facing jail time because of their involvement in a protest that got rowdy and was instigated by the feds. And I don't know how we fix this justice system. Maybe this is what Trump has in mind. And when he says that he has a vice president already lined up in mind, maybe he has some sort of a plan or a strategy for how to fix this double standard in our justice system, where if you're, friends with the right people, if you're a member of the political class, if you participate in the same crimes as those who would persecute you, then you will be covered. But if you support the political opposition, if you're a dissident, then merely showing up to the wrong place at the wrong time can be enough for over 20 years in prison. Unbelievable, folks. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. Be the reason we are still on here. I know it feels like we're winning because we're back on X and there's been a lot of good things happening, but we still need your help. You cannot stay on the air without you. InfoWarsStore.com. I'm not on Team NFL. I'm not on Team NBA. I'm not on Team Olympics. I'm not on Team Globalist or wokeism in the New World Order. I'm on Team Humanity, ladies and gentlemen, that loves God and loves our families and loves humanity and knows that we're destined to do even more incredible things than we've already done together. And so, inspired by my conversation with Elon Musk recently, where he agreed with my idea to call it Team Humanity, we've launched two limited edition t-shirts at InfoWarsStore.com. Let people know that, hey, it isn't about the football games or it isn't even about the UFC. It's about Team Humanity being under globalist attack. You can wear it. It's a great conversation starter. And you know it's supporting the info war that is at the very tip of the spear in the fight for Team Humanity. Get your limited edition Team Humanity t-shirts right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And I thank you. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, 
who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning. We are going to be taking calls for the next 30 minutes or so before the one and only Kristan T. Harris joins us at the top of the hour. I want to make sure to be able to get some of your calls in. I think he's only going to be with us for 30 minutes, but we're going to be calls before just to make sure we can get some in. So call in 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. Open lines, as always. Talk about whatever you want. I want to hear from you over the next 40 minutes or so before the great Kristan Harris joins us. So we see that Politico is downplaying the Epstein list and child trafficking as MAGA conspiracy theory. And I've sort of embraced the term conspiracy theory. It doesn't actually have anything inherently wrong with it. It's a theory that a conspiracy happened and theories oftentimes are true. In fact, theories are a very important part of the scientific method. So if you love science so much, then you should have a theory about a conspiracy. Because you got to test those theories in order to prove whether they're true or false. Liberal publication Politico accused conservatives of being obsessed with conspiracy theories surrounding pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, the Clintons, and child trafficking. And as far as I can tell, the only people who are obsessed with child trafficking are the ones that are actually doing the child trafficking. Alex Rosen was on with Alex Jones yesterday. I thought he was a fabulous guest. He was also on with Harrison Smith in the afternoon on War Room. And since he started, and you'll have to remind me of the name of his Rumble channel. Is it Predator Poachers? Yeah, Predator Poachers. They have caught over 600 pedophiles since 2019. 600. And it's a shame that that's just a drop in the bucket. But it's not some... MAGA conspiracy theory that pedophiles are running rampant in our civilization. It's not some MAGA conspiracy theory that political elites are engaged in sexual activity with underage girls. I mean, it's documented in the court filings that Epstein had underage girls on his island that he slept with the underage girls, that Ghislaine slept with the underage girls, that they were pawned off to these celebrities, whether it's Prince Albert, whether it's any of the others. Andrew. Excuse me, Prince Andrew. Thank you. It's documented. It's real. It's not, a, it's not even a conspiracy theory anymore. It's, it's, it's a convicted case. And... I guess the left could pawn it off as sort of a fluke thing. Like, hey, this guy happened to be very influential because of his you know, financial status and 
the work that he did in the finance realm. He happened to be very influential. He happened to know a lot of very high-profile people, but it's not really connected to the human trafficking part. The human, he was just a bad guy that happened to know everybody, and they all went to his island because it was really nice and private and secluded. But when you are deliberately shipping the most powerful people in the world to an island and videotaping them having sex with underage girls, that's an intentional conspiracy. And the two were very connected. And you you see these examples of Epstein getting gifted houses and how is it that he had all this money and you have the Eric Weinsteins who come out and say that they actually met Epstein and talked to him about finance. And Weinstein said that he left under the impression that something very bizarre was going on. He did not get the sense from Epstein that he actually knew anything about finance to the extent that he sort of feigned that he did. He got the sense that it was a front, that he wasn't really a finance guy, that he was some sort of operative. And the finance thing was just a cover. And I trust the Weinstein brothers, both of them. I think they're both brilliant men. I don't even agree with them half the time on politics. But I think they're good people, and I think they're honest, and I think they're brilliant. And so when you have someone who fakes their financial status, who deliberately over the course of years recruits young women to go to this island and pushes these high-profile people into being photographed with them and going to the island with them and then records the whole thing and secretly keeps the film and then has fake passports on top of it. It seems quite a bit like a conspiracy to me, like he was conspiring to blackmail powerful people, right? It's not some MAGA conspiracy. And I don't even think it's a necessarily even a right-wing conspiracy. I mean, there were, there were right-wing figures that were blackmailed as well. And I don't know whether or not the allegations against Dershowitz are true or not. I've been on a call with Dershowitz before for a, a public sort of press conference that I moderated. And I know that Dershowitz has been on this show before. He's a famous criminal defense attorney, so I don't want to disparage the guy. But he would be an example of somebody who would kind of land on the right side of the political spectrum who was – Involved in the Sepsi stuff. And the Bill Gateses are the, are the leftists, but Trump was involved too. He wasn't on the island. He wasn't doing any of this underage stuff, this illegal stuff. But it was, it's very clear from these documents that Epstein was really trying to get Trump in a position that he was compromised. So it's not some MAGA Republican conspiracy theory. This is a human trafficking network, a predator network that encompasses the entire political class regardless of what political party the individuals are affiliated with. How is it a mega conspiracy? Why is it that the left just refuses to acknowledge that the system itself is satanic? It's evil. It's the antithesis of God and all that God stands for. It's the antithesis of Christ and all that Christ said and taught. It's like they want to trust the state so bad. It's like to them it's heresy or blasphemy to suggest that the state isn't good because the state is their God. The definition of God is a being that is omnipresent, omniscient, 
and all-seeing. So all-seeing, all-knowing, ever-present. That's the definition of God. Just at a basic rudimentary philosophical level. That's what the left believes the state is and should be. The left believes that the state should be all-powerful, all-present, and all-knowing. And so they have replaced God with the state, and they have worked incessantly, tirelessly to ascribe the same attributes that only God has, but the attributes of God by definition, to the state. And then when you speak out against the state, it is like heresy to them. It's like blasphemy. And so when they hear that there's human trafficking at the highest levels possible, they don't hear accusations of political corruption. They hear the disparagement of God himself because the state is their God. That's why they're so averse to this. That's why all these documents were hidden. That's why Epstein gets out on a $3,000 bail or whatever after all those crimes that he committed. That's why this continued to go on after he was a known predator for an extended period of time. That's why it's all covered up. They're all trying to keep the state appearing as God. And the fact of the matter is, it's the devil. 29 years on air, all I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate, and we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves, unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people. We don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methyl folate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Chase Geyser navigates the American narrative in the American Journal. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning. Harrison Smith will be hosting the War Room this afternoon, and Owen Shore will be back in studio on Monday. We're going to take calls for the rest of the hour before we have our distinguished guest, Kristan Harris, on. I want to hear from Jefferson in Virginia first. First caller, first on the air. What's up, Jefferson? Well, good morning, Chase Geyser. Good morning. <laughs> have you seen this story in the People's Voice that uh, Prince Andrew's ex-girlfriend says that the uh, Mossad agents were so aware of 9-11 happening before it took place that Jeffrey Epstein and his associates bought tickets on the hijacked airplanes knowing ahead of time that they were going to be hijacked. So they just bought tickets souvenir. for themselves and just didn't get on the plane just as just so they would right. have like the uh, sort of the souvenir? Right. And the indication that they knew ahead of time, even is though it, they weren't going to fly. Is it verified or is it just rumored? 
Well, I, I don't know if the ticket purchases have been verified as yet. I'm sure that would be kept under wraps if it were true. But uh, she's saying this out loud. It's in a, an article in the People's Voice. But, you know, is that... And who was that, it that said this again? Forgive me. Prince Andrew's ex-girlfriend, Lady Victoria Hervey. She's a, a noble in England. Wow. And when did she say that? I just, I'm just reading the article. Uh, wow. I mean, it just came out recently, came out on the 9th of January that this is what she's telling people. That's, but I mean, that's crazy. Crazy if true. You, you got to be careful what you believe about ex-girlfriends. Though. Ex-girlfriends do have a tendency to lie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like putting the person that hates you more than anybody else as a reference on your resume. <laughs> So they wouldn't be they wouldn't be on the manifest of the planes because they didn't actually get on the planes, but they there would be a record of the purchase of the tickets. Right, and back right. then the tickets were actually physical, weren't they? I, I guess you could get them printed to you and sent to you. Yeah. Anyway, but there yeah. there would be a record. But of course, they're going to withhold that information from us. There's never going to be any confirmation of this unless she saw the tickets and took a picture of them or something. Somebody anyway, in the audience it, needs to do a FOIA request specifically about this to see if any plane tickets from September of 2001 were found in his properties because it sounds like you would have bought them to have them as sort of like a thing, right? Right. right. Yeah. Somebody needs to do a FOIA request on that and it should be free. That's fascinating, man. Anything else on your mind this morning? No, that's about it. Somebody else have at it. Okay. Awesome. Thanks for calling in Jefferson. Always a pleasure. I want to hear next from RC in the Rockies. RC, what's up? Oh, just sitting here watching it snow. Yeah. Is it beautiful? Yeah. Yeah, we need it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little dry here in our neck of the woods. Hey, can I plug that HGH? Yeah, of course. Quite something, man. Alex is not kidding uh, about being careful with it. Yeah. I first got it. Yeah, I first got it. I took a whole scoop. And uh, holy cow, it, uh, it'll knock your ding-dang Dick Cheney in the dirt, I'll tell you what. Wow. Uh, I do sleep like a stone on that stuff, though, and I think it really helped me with some uh, tendonitis. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, well, I'm glad that you had a, had a good experience with that. I see here on the board that you're interested in talking about Trump's VP. Who do you think it's going to be? Uh, I don't know. uh your uh, producer mentioned Carrie Lake, and that got me kind of excited. I hate yeah. to admit it, but I'm pretty blackpilled on Trump, and I just, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he nominated the My Pillow guy at this point. I just am so, uh, I just don't have a lot of trust in him, and I feel like we should be looking, we should be looking 12, 16 years ahead, and and. Uh, that respect, I would love to see Vivek or Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And yeah, I mean, four years isn't going to clean up this mess. We should be looking 12, 16, 20 years ahead, and we need somebody. Let's let's dive uh, into this a little bit on, on being blackpilled in, in Trump. And I, I understand how you could, how you could feel that way. Sometimes I feel that way too. So I want to ask a couple of questions of you just to explore this for fun. So you would agree that being the president of the United States is an incredibly difficult job, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What would you say would be like a good success rate for a good president? So for what I, what I mean is if you're the president of the United States and you get 
25% of everything right, is that good? Or if you get 50%, what's like the minimum required good decisions per, like percentage in order for somebody to be a good president, do you think? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I'm watching it snow right now. Weatherman maybe gets about 50% right, and they yeah. get to keep their job. Yeah. It's, so if you're you right know, more than half the time, fine. if you're right more than half the time as president, that's that, that would be like a good presidency, you think? I just feel like he's so full of manure most of the time, and he's yeah. not he's not really drilling down to the real issues. He's just sort of shining us as a salesman, which is great for the economy, but... Uh, you know, when he talks about uh, the economy collapsing and whatnot, you know, he played a big part in that. He he was he had the printing presses going uh, early on with the uh, stimulus money, and yeah. I just have a hard time with people that can't admit their mistakes. Yeah, well, I think that he knows that he made a mistake, but he just knows that if he admits it, that it's going to be a nightmare for him. You know, he stopped pushing the vaccines, but he can't ever admit on air publicly that he was wrong about him. That is true. I mean, he is in a rock and a hard place, man. And yeah. the fact that he gives, hasn't given up, I still think he's probably the toughest man on earth, but, uh, man, he is human. And I just hope yeah. he gets, I hope we can pull this off. And Carrie Lake, she's tougher than coffin nails. I, I think that would be a great idea, but I feel like we got to start looking 12, 16 years out. Um, yeah, and and really, and really do this right. Otherwise, yeah. When I look when I look at the the first Trump term, I put it at like a seventy five percent success rate. I think that about three out of four things that that Trump did were good. Just generally speaking, I think the first three years were great, and the last year was terrible. Obviously, and I think he made some bad decisions. But a seventy five percent good decision rate for a president of the United States, in my opinion, is overwhelmingly positive. I don't, I can't imagine any of the other candidates, either of the left or the right or independent candidates getting three out of four things right in office. Uh, Vivek. This is going to be the, the real litmus test, you know, of whether he's for real or not, because last time, man, he just instantly surrounded himself with swamp creatures and it was pretty disappointing. Yeah. I'd love, you know, I want to see Michael Flynn in there. I want to see, I want to see Vivek in there. I want to see Robert Kennedy Jr. in there. I don't want to see any more of these swamp creatures. I think we've all had enough. Do you trust um, RFK Jr.? Well, you know, that's a tough one. He's He's been wrong on a lot of things, but I think he would probably make a great attorney general. Yeah. Yeah. Do you trust uh, Michael Flynn? I do. I do feel like I trust him. Um, and you know, he's not going to be right about everything either, but man, we just got to, we, we got to stop all these wars and, uh, get back to peace and prosperity for all God's children. It's, uh, things are just, you know, teetering on the brink, like one of these freaking action movies where the, you know, the vehicle's hanging on the edge of the cliff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to end up skin our teeth. Yeah, and here comes the T-Rex. Yeah, absolutely. RC, thanks for your call. I appreciate all your thoughts. It was fun talking to you about this. We are going to cut to a break and take more calls for the rest of the hour, so stay on the line. I do see your names here on the board. I will get to you in the next segment. 
In the meantime, make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and check out our game-changing New Year's specials from InfoWars, which are here. Get up to 60% off plus free shipping and double Patriot points. The new year is upon us. It's time to reevaluate your approach to your supplement routine with these InfoWars essentials. Our powerhouse formulas are up to 60% off and the savings don't stop there. We're giving you free shipping store-wide and double Patriot points on all purchases. Shop now to get massive savings on all these incredible products. 40% off Winter Sun Plus, 25% off Survival Shield X2, which is selling out. So make sure you get that now while you still have a chance. 40% off Vasobi Complete, also selling out. And DNA Force Plus is also selling out. Get those today at InfoWarsStore.com. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. January 2024 is here, and that means up to 60% off at InfoWarsStore.com, free shipping and double Patriot points. This is one of the biggest deals of the year, and it supports the InfoWar. And we're selling out a lot of these products. It'll be months and months till more are back in stock. Whether it's books, films, t-shirts, you name it, you need to go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and take advantage of this 2024 New Year sale, double Patriot points, free shipping, and so much more. Get a copy of my book, Signed or Unsigned, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalists, and Launch the Next Great Renaissance. And again, thank you so much for your amazing support in 2023. But 2024, as everybody knows, is the big year. So please support us and get great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And tell everybody you know and those you don't know, tune into the live show at InfoWars.com forward slash show. God bless, and we're going into 2024 together. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning. We'll take calls this segment and then have Kristan Harris on. Hear from Dan in Missouri. Dan, who do you think Trump's VP is going to be? Hey, Chase. Um, I think the best choice. Now, I don't know who he did pick, but the best choice would be Vinick. Yeah, it would make sense. It's possible. Do you think Vivek's a, a plant, and the whole time he's been running as vice pre- as for president, knowing that he's going to be vice president, and just to make Trump look good? I'll tell you, if those two got together, it would be hell on earth. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that? Uh, do you think that um, conservatives would have an issue electing a Hindu? I don't think the conservatives care as much as as hearing him speak and knowing that he knows yeah. what he's talking about. 
and he wants the right direction for America. Um, you know, he, he talks about God in here, here and there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think he's, he's got a, he's got a moral compass. That's, that's, that's pretty good. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm an ordained minister baptized in Jesus name 40 years. And, uh, I like him. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I just think it would be the best choice for Trump right now. How did you discover Vivek? How did I what? How did you discover Vivek? How did he come across your field of view? Discover who? Vivek. Vivek. Are you able to hear me? Ramaswamy, how, did you, how did you find it? No, no, no. How did you find Vivek? Oh, I watch him all the time um, oh. when he has his... Um, Gets or his his talks on on uh, I think it's uh, I'm, I'm I, but I hear him talking all the time so I listen to him yeah a lot yeah awesome yeah I think he would be a, I think he would be a great pick so, somewhere in the cabinet he needs to be up there and a lot of people criticize him because he made a lot of money in the pharmaceutical business apparently years back what do you think about that you know what I'm glad you said that you know as far as you know Trump with the pharmaceuticals mm-hmm. I don't know if Trump picked. That product, I think that product was shoved on him, yeah, mass produced on him, knowing that it would give him a bad name, because um, Trump was looking at other, other um, uh, ways of taking care of so-called COVID. Because we know, I, I listen a lot to you guys every day, but um, the, the he had other recommendations. But that's what the companies made for him was these these products that actually did the opposite uh, instead of helping people and ended up making making it more worse for them. So, yeah. but I don't think Trump picked those those products. I believe they were shoved on him, mass produced on him, and um, you know, without his. Right, he just relied on the trust he had in the people that were in the administration, and unfortunately, they just ended up being bad people. Hello. Hello. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate your call. Let's hear next from Sean and Callie. Sean, what is the new development with the tunnels in New York? Well, Chase, I'm glad you asked. And sorry for uh, cutting out on you yesterday. That's okay. Uh, Yeah, the people looking into that, uh, they wouldn't put that coordinate of that Chabad, or however you like to pronounce it, uh, onto a map, you know, because the tunnels were, you know, highly suspicious. They found it's less than one mile from Jeffrey Epstein's Manhattan residence that he got from Les Wexner. Now, we're not saying anything untoward happened, but when a, you know, city's going to bury cement into some tunnels and doesn't really publicize it, and at the same time, the people who are having their tunnels, you know, buried... Uh, are saying, no, 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 you know, don't uh, flood these tunnels. And then there's allegedly also now some leaked footage of what looked like a baby being taken out of that tunnel. Yeah. Uh, you high chairs and bloody really mattresses. Bad. Exactly. Strollers. It's a really bad situation. It could be human trafficking with immigrants from the border. It could be Epstein-type stuff. We don't know. And NYPD, obviously, is staying quiet about it. That's the more concerning part. We're a nation of law, not a nation of men. So fillings, regardless... Law enforcement needs to get to the bottom of that and publicize their findings, which it looks like they're not going to do. And is, uh, is, wanted, is there uh, like a religious explanation for any of the weird stuff that we saw? Because I'm not familiar enough 
with this uh, branch of Judaism? Like, what was going on? Like, what does it look like to you? Have you looked into the uh, Old Testament and the Torah? There's a part where women are supposed to be set apart, uh, yeah. you know, on their 28-day cycle. Yeah. Now, that could be the excuse is maybe that was the women who were dead. But yeah, in a tunnel. No, it's like supposed to be their own chambers. Like yes. they go in the Old Testament, you know, when they're in the desert with Moses, they go off in their own tent, you know. Right. And they're or unclean they're when they're having their, their cycle. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, you know, they clean up and eventually they get back, you know, and, and so on. So when we're looking at that, it's just exceptionally unusual. And uh, this brought something up. We had the uh, House of Representatives yesterday with MTG and the Hunter Biden deal. Uh, we already have laws in the books to deal with these situations. Check out, uh, Chase, if you want, 18 USC, it's United States Code, so it's meant for government employees, and Section 1001, 1001. That section has a few caveats, but essentially, if you're a government you know, official and you're lying, that's five years in jail. Yeah. So why aren't these Has anyone ever been convicted of lying as a government official and sentenced to jail, though? That's the, the issue. Why aren't people bringing charges? It could be private citizens. It could be the regular American. It could be members of Congress. And where's the House Sergeant of Arms when Hunter Biden took off? Yeah. You know, there's, there's different things that are mechanics that are in place, but our Congress obviously is not educated enough to use those mechanics, and the people need to be educated on that as well. And uh, I'll call in with more stuff next week for you, but before I leave, I want to plug real quick. Yeah. Uh, during Christmas season... Bought the X2, bought the Silver Bullet. Those are my standbys. Uh, California, we're starting to get some windy, you know, our rainy weather season's about to come in, so I'm good on that. And then the other thing is uh, I got the nice little $81 RFID InfoWars backpack. Real handy when you don't want people tracking your business, yeah, you know. I love the InfoWars backpack. It's great. I love the color scheme and everything. It's all, you know, low-key, and it looks like a regular backpack until people see that InfoWars logo, and they give you the thumbs up, which does happen out here in California more than the uh, media will admit to. Yeah. So thanks again for another great broadcast, Chase. I'm going to take off and let the other callers get on. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate your call. Let's hear next from Josh in Washington. Josh, what do you think? Uh, two by four blo- uh, red blocks. Rick. Hello? I'm sorry. You just cut out for a second. I can hear you now. How are you? Hey, sorry about that, Chase. Good okay. morning. Thanks for calling. Um, yeah, no problem. Um, I uh, This is coming from a uh, former or yeah, former Trump, Trump supporter, uh, voted for him. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to you guys every day, really well-versed and agree with 99% of everything you guys say. Um, and I, I experienced this a lot with my friends as well, finding it difficult to hear all of the, uh, I don't want to say excuses or apologists, but, um, saying that Trump's been pushed around, for, um, about the vaccine or, um, taking taking advantage of or compromise in that way, I, I don't buy it because yeah. how did I know? How did you know mm-hmm. not to take it? There's no way that you did that. You know? Yeah, well, one thing that I've learned, I, I own a, an advertising business that I, that I run on the side, and I've worked with a lot of business owners, and I have found that the smaller the business, obviously the more hands-on the owner is, and the larger the business, the more delegation the CEO has worked into the infrastructure. Right? It just makes sense, right? Elon Musk can't do everything that Tesla does. He has, he's the CEO. He can't do everything at X. He can't do everything at SpaceX or any of these other companies that he owns. And so if you look at 
at Trump, he's this billionaire sort of real estate mogul. And his entire life, he has had to rely on the people under him in order to make things happen. He can't go into every single room of a hotel and make sure that the drywall was done properly. He doesn't have time for that because he's on a macro level. And so what, I, what I'm just sort of intuitively assuming, and this is not me being an apologist for him, but what I'm assuming happened is he got into the presidency. He put a team together and similar to the disciples – for Jesus Christ, I'm not trying to compare Trump to Jesus, but similar to the disciples, there were some bad apples, right? And I think that he, I, I really do, I, I think that he trusted it. He trusted the wrong people. And you can say that, that, that that's not his fault because those people were dishonest, but you can also say that it was his fault as a leader. He should have made sure that he had trustworthy people under him that he was listening to. But there is no way that Trump had the same amount of time that you or I had to look into this stuff, he's got to deal with a million different things every single day from the Oval Office. He he just trust he just had a bad team and he trusted him. In my opinion, that now that doesn't that's not an excuse, but it is an explanation. What do you think? Um, I've I do agree with you. I think that could definitely be an option. Um, the only thing that kind of steers me away from that is RFK Jr.'s book. I read the whole book about Fauci. Um, and it's a 28-hour-long book. It's a long book. Man, There's I got to let you go, Josh. I'm sorry. There. We're coming up on the break in seven seconds. I want to hear your thought. We're going to have you back on, and we'll let you finish your thoughts on this. Thank you so much for tuning in. Okay, thank you. I'm not on Team NFL. I'm not on Team NBA. You want me to I'm do, not on um, Team Olympics. First- I'm not on Team Globalist or wokeism in the new world order. I'm on team humanity, ladies and gentlemen, that loves God and loves our families and loves humanity and knows that we're destined to do even more incredible things than we've already done together. And so, inspired by my conversation with Elon Musk recently, where he agreed with my idea to call it team humanity, we've launched two limited edition t-shirts at InfoWarsStore.com. Let people know that, hey, it isn't about the football games or it isn't even about the UFC. It's about team humanity being under globalist attack. You can wear it. It's a great conversation starter. And you know it's supporting the InfoWar that is at the very tip of the spear in the fight for team humanity. Get your limited edition Team Humanity t-shirts right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And I thank you. 